Hi, I'm Amira Khalid, and I'm the creator and host of Inspiring UAE Women, the one and only podcast focused on female leaders in the United Arab Emirates. In my show, I will be interviewing and shining the spotlight on a diverse group of female leaders in the UAE and hopefully inspire women in the region with their success stories. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in i hope you enjoy listening to my podcast and if you do please subscribe and leave your comments and ratings on itunes you can follow the show on social media and also get in touch with me on linkedin at amira khaled acca or by email details will be in the episode description my guest today is jahena al-maheri Johanna is an air traffic control officer and on-the-job training instructor based in Abu Dhabi. She is passionate about training the next generation of air traffic controllers. Johanna is a public speaker as well as an artist. Thank you so much for being on my show, Johanna. It is an absolute pleasure to have you. Johanna, my first question is, how did your interest in aviation come about? Tell us your backstory. Uh, so I don't have the usual story where I can say I was in awe with aircraft from a young age and that was my calling, but I was exposed to aviation from a very young age. My mother owned a veterinary practice and one of the services provided was relocation work where we sent and received people's pets from all over the world. And my job as her assistant from the time I was about four or five years old was to give love and cuddles to all the pets while mama did all the paperwork. And I remember feeling a certain level of anxiety and after the final drop off for the departing pets up until that confirmation call or text message came in. Back then, there was no flight radar. So fast forward to me becoming a teenager and trying to find direction in my life, I applied to every scholarship program I could find. Uh, within the field of aviation, it was to become a pilot, engineer, or air traffic control. And air traffic control worked out for me, and here we are almost a decade later. And when I reflect on the past and think about little Jehena, who used to have this anxiety for the pets, um, she would be so happy. Big Jehena is controlling all the aircraft in the skies and keeping the puppies and kittens and rabbits safe. Jehena, how did your parents react to your interest? Were they supportive? So my parents, uh, they were very quote-unquote modern uh, for their time, uh, raising three girls. Uh, we had a lot of freedom, and they just wanted me to find a career path that would enable me to be independent and set for life. Uh, however, I did have a major wake-up call around my late teens, where I realized I had to step up as the eldest child and financially provide for mom and my two younger sisters. So I definitely got all the support um, I needed in order for me to succeed, because I ended up becoming the sole provider for my family up until until this day. Johanna, tell us about your journey and experience as an air traffic control officer. Um, so air traffic control, it's actually a relatively unknown field. And for those of you that are listening, that are wondering what it is, imagine I'm the Google Maps voice, but for pilots in the sky in real time. So I'm the voice in a pilot's headset, providing them with instructions in order to keep them safe in the skies of the United Arab Emirates. And my experience in becoming an air traffic control officer, as it would be for anyone, regardless of gender, is it was an absolute roller coaster. It's a very intense training program that you're put in for three years. And a few of my modules were conducted in the United Kingdom. I was put together in a batch of a total of six Emiratis, and I was the only female. I started at the age of 19 and finished by the time I was 21 years old, 
which made me the youngest woman to ever validate in the facility and the second Emirati woman to ever validate in this specific facility. The term validate means uh, graduate in aviation talk. Now it's been about eight years since I joined the company and in that time I decided to complete my education. I got into air traffic control with a high school diploma as it was the educational requirement and I decided to continue and pursue my bachelor's degree which I completed recently in air transport management. In that time as well I love to volunteer so I volunteer with the women in aviation Middle East chapter and help out with their social media for their presence there and I'm also a speaker for them so that's where all my public speaking skills were recognized uh, and I've actually been working on it for a really long time with my public speaking coach Christina from top of her game. I've also been an on-the-job training instructor for almost one year where my trainee and I work with live aircraft and I absolutely love teaching the next generation of air traffic controllers. Johanna, you are in a man's world. Did you face any gender bias or sexism when starting out in the industry? And if so, did you have anyone to support or guide you? So, of course, I've had people criticize me and I've had my capabilities questioned. And it happens to this day sometimes if I'm put in a new environment. And on the frequency, it occasionally happens where my instructions provided to pilots are questioned. And I'm assuming my male colleagues don't get the same with the few that I've asked. It hasn't been the case for them in their whole career. And I've learned to accept and handle this. As a woman, we're going to be approached differently regardless of workplace or not. And we need to remember that we have all the power in how we choose to react. On the frequency, thankfully, it's only an auditory channel. So I have my voice and I've subconsciously over the years deepened it in order to command authority on the frequency. And off the frequency, I take each situation as it comes. And I remind myself I'm in full control of my reaction and I respond accordingly. If the other party is smart enough, they will learn how to handle me in the future. And for the second part of your question, if I had anyone to support and guide me, I actually had some absolutely incredible instructors and mentors in the workplace and outside that have guided me through my training, which was extremely difficult, not just for me, but anyone that's pursued air traffic control training. And uh, also, that's why it's very important for me to be an on-the-job training instructor. And I take this role very seriously because I want my trainees to feel like they have a big sister that has their back. So air traffic control happens to be one of the sectors with a dearth of women. What are some of the recruitment challenges? Uh, air traffic control is a relatively unknown field, and that's why it's very important for me to be a spokesperson. We have conducted career fairs, we have different air shows that talk about these things, but we need more people to be out there to educate people, to encourage them to join, male and female. And also, it's very important for me to show that air traffic control may be a very male-dominated field, but it's definitely a field where if women choose to, they can dominate the challenge of becoming an air traffic control officer. And the motto I like to put out there is, if I can do it, she can do it. Johanna, do women in the region tend to avoid certain sectors? Is it more of a socially influenced perspective? I think that regardless of age, culturally, most women have a curfew, uh, especially over here. And schools are segregated from a very early age. And it's instilled in our minds from very early on that it's taboo to interact and speak to the opposite gender. So for somebody from a quote unquote traditional household, you would have to work shifts regardless of your curfew. More than 90% of your interactions are going to be with men, if you're a woman that's recruited, on and off the frequency. And that's a major and massive adjustment that you would have to make if your parents 
platforms would allow you to pursue this career as a woman. And personally, I mentioned earlier that I had to travel to the United Kingdom for a few modules. It was four months for me, and I went with five other Emirati men. For me, my parents knew that it's a part of me building my career. And some households would actually be very uncomfortable with their daughters doing shifts and traveling across the world with men. And it goes against our cultural norms. So how it should actually be seen is that air traffic control is a job where you'll be serving your nation and keeping the skies of your country safe at all times. And that's why it's a 24-7 job, 365, 366, depending on leap year. So it's just about perception and deciding if you're going to be comfortable to allow your daughter to do a role that'll serve her nation, that'll fulfill her as well um, in terms of her career. And also at my work, um, I'm really lucky. We have like a wonderful, massive lounge where we can go and unwind and uh, rest in for women. We've got our prayer room. We've got a nice kitchen. So uh, even though we work with men, if you do need that moment, just be with yourself and just take a nap, for example, on a night shift, we can do that. So I'm really lucky uh, with where I work. Johanna, do you think technology will impact air traffic control jobs in the future? If so, how? I think it'll definitely make life a lot easier as it already has. Day to day, if you're out and you don't know where to go, you're going to pull your phone out and get directions. And I feel that with air traffic control, technology is just going to help supplement air traffic controllers to handle more traffic. In the future, I think it's going to be very, very far on where there will be full automation. But in order for us to have full automation, there's so many aspects outside of air traffic control that would have to be automated for everything to work in perfect unison. Johanna, the aviation sector was one of the hardest hit by the pandemic. Did it impact you as well? And how did you deal with it? Well, all over the world, there was a very dramatic decrease in air traffic levels. And this is not a job that you can do that is work from home. So for a period of time, I was unable to physically reach work due to the internalized restrictions within the UAE to protect the population. So I took it as an opportunity to build myself for life after the pandemic. I decided to finish my bachelor's degree, which was already underway. I created art. I was tired of staring at the screen and watching Netflix all day. Also, I finished everything on Netflix at one point. So I created a lot of art. I realized that I had a weakness when it came to public speaking. I was actually a very, very nervous speaker, even though when you meet me in person, I can go on for hours. So I hired a public speaking coach and it finally paid off and I am seeing events now. Uh, I believe it's very important uh, for me personally to be a lifelong learner and work on my personal development. I adopted and got two more dogs. I garden so much. So it was just an opportunity for me to take a minute and find out on how I can work on myself and build from there and see what would benefit me after the pandemic goes away. Johanna, what is your end goal as a woman in aviation? Artificial intelligence, that is the future, not only in air traffic control, but in every aspect, in every industry in the world. And I hope to be a part of the movement where we're pioneering automation and air traffic control, specifically in a radar environment. Um, I also love public speaking now that I've really gotten into it. And it allows me to be a role model to other women, to other girls, even some men and young boys. They're like, if she's doing it, let me join as well. And I absolutely love that. I just want to be there for as many people as I possibly can be. I'm the big sister. I just want to take care of everyone. So, but my public speaking allows me to do that. And professionally, uh, the artificial intelligence, I really hope to be a part of that 
pioneering group uh, that will bring automation to the radar environment. Johanna, my last question to you is, what advice do you have for other women that would like to chart a career path in air traffic control? Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is a very tough training program, and it's quite tough to get in as well. The fail rate is extremely high. I'm not sure of the exact statistics, but I know it's pretty high. Um, So, for example, uh, a surgeon, if they go into work and they make a mistake, that's one life that will be negatively impacted. With air traffic control, it'll be hundreds, if not thousands, if you make a mistake. Imagine playing a video game with no game over. And... Let me tell you about the good things now, yeah? The best thing is uh, we work with headsets. So the minute that a headset comes off, you've clocked off even before you've left the building. It's a beautiful uh, job to have because you naturally compartmentalize because the minute you're not in that room, there's nothing to take you back into that room, being an air traffic controller until it's time for you to go back in and work another session or work another day. Um, Also with work-life balance, I know most people have this misconception that with shift work, it's going to be very difficult to find that. But um, for every two days you work, you have to get one day off. So based on my roster, I only work 18 days a month if I'm working without any leave that I've taken that month specifically. So uh, for me, I don't have a family yet, except for my dogs, um, where so I decide that I want to continue learning. I take up different sabbaticals and you have the time to do something outside of your day job should you choose to do so. And there's also financial stability and financial independence that you would have as a woman uh, should you choose to provide for your family. And I'm so blessed to be able to do that and support my mother and my sisters to this day. But also for the men that wish to join, it's a very stable career should you make it, in order for you to financially provide for your family. Uh, There's also a massive sense of accomplishment. The minute you leave work, you know you've impacted thousands of lives in that eight-hour shift, and you're like a a secret superhero. And if I can do it, she can do it. So come join, ask all the questions. Thank you so much for this wonderful interview, Johanna. It was a pleasure having you on my show. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Inspiring UA Women podcast. There simply continues to be insufficient data on the number of women and underrepresented groups in the aviation workforce in what is notoriously perceived a man's world. According to a research paper, the International Civil Aviation Organization forecasts that air traffic will double by 2034. This means that in 2037, civil aviation will require approximately twice the number of pilots, air traffic controllers, maintenance technicians, and cabin crew. For the industry to gain the benefits of broad representation in the aviation workforce and meet the workforce needs of the future, we simply must identify and address gender-based barriers and create change. Gender relationships in the civil aviation industry have remained relatively unchanged. The social arrangements in aircraft with men seated and women bending to serve have not varied significantly. Women and their potential within the sector is not realized to this date due to various reasons, including but not limited to them being denied access to what is perceived as men's work, as a result of limited training and development opportunities, and for not having enough role models or mentors to look up to and or learn from them. 
there is still a significant dearth of women in leadership positions and the aviation sector continues to have one of the poorest gender balances. According to the International Air Transport Association, which represents 290 airlines, the proportion of women holding C-level roles in the industry is only 3%. As a reminder, on a wider scale, according to the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Report, closing the global gender gap has increased by a generation, from 99.5 years in 2020 to 135.6 years in 2021. This interview with Johanna was a breath of fresh air. It is very inspiring to see women step up and take charge of charting their own career path and defying gender norms associated with certain roles. I hope you enjoy listening to this interview and I'll see you all in the next episode.